This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings and good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in this, the early evening for individuals and families, and which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading from the Daily Office is Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. Now let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another, If we say, From heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say, Of human origin, We are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of our Lord. Good evening. First Advent was this last Sunday, and Christmas is right around the corner. But today's Gospel lesson about the questioning of Jesus' authority followed by the parable of the two sons, takes place during the first Holy Week between Palm Sunday and Maundy Thursday. 
The chief priests and elders interrupt Jesus' teaching in the temple, asking him, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Even though Jesus is not an ordained rabbi, he teaches, preaches love, grace, mercy, and justice, and also reconciles, heals, liberates, serves, and saves. That is the modus operandi of Jesus. The word rabbi means teacher. Jesus is an authentic rabbi and always exceeding expectations, you might say. Jesus' followers recognize him as such. And as Robert Capon points out in his book, The Parables of Judgment, Jesus' rather unique claim to authority is based not on what he can prove himself to be, but instead is based upon, very simply, who he is. Who he is. In other words, Jesus asks us to believe in him, believe in who he claims to be. It is very basically and simply a matter of faith, of belief, of trust. There was no room in the minds or hearts of those hardened authorities to truly consider just who Jesus was. At the end of Jesus' ministry, just like there was no room for him in the end at his birth. Jesus is particularly quick on his feet. Just as Jesus has done before, he answers their question with one of his own, this time about the baptism of John. And no matter how they answer, they lose in some way or another. I mean to say, you just can't make this stuff up. Jesus was just a master at rabbinical argument. So they say they do not know. Since they will not answer, neither does Jesus. They simply cannot accept that the essence of Jesus' ministry is personal. It is about who he is. As Capon puts it, Jesus just stands there in the fullness of his authority, just daring us to believe. Jesus dares them to trust him. In order to accentuate that point, Jesus tells them the parable of the two sons. The one who insults and wrongs his father by saying no, that he won't go and work in the vineyard, while initially denying his father's authority, repents and changes his mind to work in the vineyard. It turns out that the son who initially said yes lied about it, so also denying his father's authority. Jesus likens this to those who have faith, trust, belief to accept his authority, and John's as a prophet. Remember that Jesus' question to the chief priests and elders related to their faith in John the Baptist, bringing them up short for having seen him in action but not believing, not repenting and tellingly not able to consider placing themselves under an authority other than their own, other than themselves, the arrogance of power and the lack of humility. According to Jesus, even though they think themselves first and only, 
their lack of faith places them last behind the very outsiders they detested the most. Tax collectors and prostitutes. Jesus tells them that the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of them. Now, here's the thing. Jesus does not preclude them. It seems that the door is still open for them. It seems like it does not matter what path we follow to get there as long as we believe. As long as we say yes and mean it. Sometimes, you know, it seems we are running so hard away from God, knowingly or unknowingly even, that we will encounter God in an unexpected way. God is full of surprises. My hunch is that we indeed have free choice, but that also we are predestined. After all, Eternity is a long time to continue to say no, isn't it? I'm kind of thinking that there's always some kind of implied maybe tucked away somewhere, even when we say no. Maybe, you say? Isn't doubt a part of being human? And doesn't doubt work both ways, methinks? Hope springs eternal. The love of God is mysterious and beckons. God's grace and mercy embraces all of creation in all ways and always. Amen. And now a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants. For Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness, let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light of revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And now let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now the collect for first advent. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us now take some time pausing our worship together, if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, 
for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. Let us now pray the Collect for the Human Family, which is found on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now pray the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice, which is on page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray the concluding collect, which is on page 139. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus.